Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Winches and scallywags. Rugrats over 18 years of age. Prudes avert your ears and eyes. The Asylum Studio brings to you a show to bend your mind and implode your morals. Ethics be damned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chaos and Disorder. For a record second week in a row, Chaos and Disorder is back. I am exhausted already. I am your host with the most, the talent, Rick Flieger. Joined, as always, by the gray-haired gibberish generator. What you'll find at the intersection of blind rage and long-term alcohol abuse. The oldest person I actually know in real life, creepy Uncle Rick Briggs. And back from yet another brief stay in a gated community i'm doing the air quotes thing there <laughs> yeah. greg's cuckold and the world's worst fantasy football commissioner mr alejandro finkelstein Yay. head on over to at chaos and disorder on the tweeters to find rick rick's rick briggs pooey to find rick briggs latest review of the entire megan the stallion discography oh nice yeah you can find links to finkelstein's east coast bathhouse review videos on facebook at chaos and disorder pod and of course you can always speak directly to your boys here at our exclusive and rick only show email box now I'm going to give everybody time to get a pen because I don't know why we did this, but this one's particularly long. So everybody write this down. It is Finkelstein is having intercourse with Greg. Not that there's anything wrong with that at Hotmail.com. Or. No. They're still writing this one down. Because they fill up so quickly. Go to the old standby, chaosanddisorderpod at gmail.com or asylumfootball at gmail.com. I I don't know why you do this. I I don't understand it. You muddy the waters. I would have gotten a yay out of it. Of course, he broke the board. He finally comes back. Nothing worked. Did it crash on you again? No. no. Hey, but we are up to 73 bathhouses just on the East Coast. Oh, good. Good. Him Him and his cuck old Greg. Boy, howdy. I, I won't get going on that again. Please don't. With, with the palms and the waters. Well, and the, and the steam and the, and the beads and the such. And the mineral and the bedazzling. <laughs> and we are coming to you from the asylum. And we want to thank everybody out there. Ooh. Mr. Rick Frick, I don't even know if you're aware of it yet. In the podcast, magazine.com, Hot 50. Your boys, number seven. No kidding. Yes, indeed. Thanks wow. for everybody for supporting us and moving us on up. What were we last time? 14 last oh. week, and we were, what, 18, 17 or 18 a week before that. We are just rocketing up the chart. Hey, who are we above? We are above some people of note, note I must say. Note, you say. Note. But you won't note them. There's no use rubbing it in. <laughs> I mean, there's one a late former night. PGA winner. Really? Yes. Formally. So imagine how high we're going to be on that list once we get to double-digit listeners. Exactly. That'll yeah. be huge. One former late-night host with fantastic hair. Yes. Who's a late-night host with fantastic hair? Well, just think about it. Carson's dead. Irish and red hair. 
He's still alive. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I, I was in a dead. Johnny box. Carson doesn't have a podcast <laughs> or red hair. Awesome. <laughs> Who was the one with red hair? <laughs> if he did, it would be really cool. It'd be better I'm than sure this. Sure, it'd be number one. <laughs> it'd be better than this tripe. No question <laughs> yeah. about that. You know that is one thing. I have a lot of those. The old Tonight Shows on CDs my daughter got years ago because she liked some of this old stuff. So she, she'd get that. And they were just so funny. Well, you're not allowed to be funny anymore, so you couldn't do that now. That's probably why Conan's not on the air. Not That's that he was why one it was of funny. those. Was Conan funny? I don't think, i got to be honest, I don't think I ever watched one second of Conan. He was fantastic. He was also a writer on the best seasons of The Simpsons. Did you see they made a new Beavis and Butthead movie? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, was, I didn't see there was a movie. It, it, yeah. It, yes. Beavis and Butthead oh. do the universe. Yep. It's tremendous. <laughs> yes, it's, the was trailer it on, uh, looks great. Oh, I watched it. I oh, you've seen it? it? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Your boy is now a proud subscriber to the Paramount Plus Network only so he could watch <laughs> the new Beavis and Butthead movie. And no regrets. Not not, not a one. Yeah. Not a one. Just as good as the show? Oh, yeah. And, and nothing changed. The plot is the same as Beavis and Butthead do America. Well, why would you change a classic? <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of like last week. Yeah. You don't change All in the Family. You don't right. change Sanford and stuff. Well, instead mean, of traveling across the country, they spe- traveled through space and time. And <laughs> <laughs> so they did not bend the knee to the cancel no, culture? No, they, they certainly, certainly did not. They, they oh, kept like everything it. on par, and, and I, I, I highly recommend it. Five, five stars. Five wow. stars on Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Wow, and we didn't even request that he do a cinematic no. review. See, I did a movie review. I, watched, is, uh, I watched a movie. And, and you How know, about them ankles? And I'll tell you another thing. I will take your movie review with the utmost sincerity. You should. And I will watch Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, as you should. That's two movies I've seen in a month. What I was went, the other one? I went and saw Maverick, the Top Gun movie. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, and that was awesome because it was just a Top Gun movie. Like, everybody's acting like this is the greatest thing that was ever put on film. Now, considering it's about the sixth or seventh movie I've ever watched, I can't, I can't really say one way or the other. But it wasn't mind-blowing other than it was airplanes and guys doing cool shit in airplanes. And it wasn't, and it was actually Tom Cruise. It was actually Maverick doing the thing, not like his daughter, you know, where he has to get cuckolded like Finkelstein at the <laughs> beginning and have his daughter come in and save the day. You know, it was just old ass Tom Cruise being cool. And, and so that was great. And I think that's why everybody liked it so much. Yet another movie review. That's two. Wow. Roger. I think you just did that when you hit your mic. It's his electric personality. I think that might be Maybe it. When I get wound up, that's when it starts happening. Zips and zips and yeah. zips. So neither of you dummies saw Maverick either? Not yet. No. Man, I am scooping, scooping I, I you. I didn't see the first one. Why would what? I see the second what? one? What? Hold wait, on. Wait, Even I had seen wait. that. <laughs> <laughs> you never watched Top Gun. Okay, now wait a minute. From you, I would say no. I, I well, right. So if I'm appalled, what does that tell you? Well, because you haven't even seen The Godfather, so you have no. Well, room I to don't even have talk. three hours, See? but I've got. See, I've that, got. No, 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 you're done. I have you're done. I have out, eighty-two out, minutes out, for fighter canceled, jets. Canceled, canceled. I have eighty-two <laughs> minutes for fighter jets. No, you shun nothing. How, how has this happened? What is it you don't I'm, like? I'm Badass shocked. airplanes. How did you miss that in the 80s? 
wait, never mind. They, nope, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, it, it's all come. It all always comes back to cocaine, doesn't <laughs> the, it? <laughs> the light bulb just went. <laughs> you need to watch it though. If well, nothing else, I the, think he's doing his king no cell bit over there now for the volleyball scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, what what don't you like fighter planes or or dudes in jeans and no shirts playing volleyball on a beach? I mean, what's not the like? Was that not the most homoerotic scene oh, in the was. history of Hollywood? It was awesome. Wait, I, I'm trying to remember how old I was when I saw that, and I was like, I have to play volleyball yeah. in jeans in and jeans. no shirt. <laughs> aren't, aren't they chafing? <laughs> can we call a show? Aren't they chafing? Absolutely, I think we can. <laughs> Because, you know, those were military-to-issue whitey tighties under those jeans. Oh, absolutely. And you know that was a stab at that from, what was it, not Top Gun, the, oh, the spoof with Charlie Sheen. Hot Shots. Hot Shots, you know, it, it's a chafing dish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> Makes sense now. So they, they don't, do you want a spoiler for Maverick? Sure. What they, they loosely recreate that scene. However, instead of playing shirtless volleyball, they play shirtless football, but with a twist. It's two-way football. You are There's two balls. You're always on offense and always on defense. It sounds interesting. But, but I think wow. the two balls thing, and, and, and these guys were pretty dreamy, so I think I picked up the undertone of what was going on there's there. A, there was a metaphor there? Yeah, there's no question about it. <laughs> but the young guys, the young bucks that, that – Tom Cruise was mentoring some some dreamy guys. I'm <laughs> secure enough in my manhood to admit that. That's God. fair. That's fair. <laughs> and the motorcycles in it. Well, first thing. Nice. First thing. I can't believe this from you. Believe what? It's amazing. But I, I don't know if it surprises me more that you haven't seen these, but the disgust with which you're sitting there that we're discussing this. <laughs> well, only... The manner in which you're discussing everything is, you know, it's like you're still in the 80s. Like well, you're I, in junior high. I would, I would like to be. Man, he's dying over Man, there. I'm dying needs, for sure. Needs the Heimlich maneuver. So Baker Mayfield got traded. We could talk about that since you won't talk about awesome fighter jet movies. <laughs> Suddenly that DJ Moore trade is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And why, and why, pray tell? Oh, that's because I have the world's most epic stack. I have DJ Moore and now Baker Mayfield, newly wow. christened quarterback, in starting the, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. In the world's worst fantasy football league. And I think that that is probably one of the best moves that you'll see Carolina make in years. I mean, yeah, the, they're paying it. them what four million bucks or something like that this year they are i yes. mean cleveland's picking up the tab for everything else they gave up a 2024 fifth round pick conditional yeah on top of that i mean it could go up yeah it could go to a fourth yeah when, when wow. baker throws for five thousand yards this year and let's face it he's head and shoulders better than that dreck they got no. hanging around carolina no. now no no question about it L- legit question is he better than matt corral right now oh sure Right now, Half- of course he is. Okay, halfway through the season. Yeah, of course he will be. Okay, I just thought maybe that uh, Corral would blow some skirts. See, up. a lot of people, I think, forget that 
in 2020, I mean, you take the last six games of the year. I was looking up some stats. You take the last six games of 2020 plus the two playoff wins, which are the first playoff wins given to Cleveland since 1994, which is, what, almost 30 years. He was 15 touchdowns and two picks right. in those last eight games. And got them to the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Won a playoff game, two of them as a matter of fact, but the first playoff game since 1994. He plays through a torn-up shoulder last year. Granted, he didn't play all that well, but you know they were still a competitive team, and they're just kicking him out with the trash. And they have more faith in Jacoby Brissett making this team legitimate because, according to them, they have certain things they want to do on offense that he's much better fit at. What? I don't know. <laughs> There's not many things you put on a list that Jacoby Brissett solves. Like, I'm <laughs> sure he's a nice guy and, and, guy. and, and I'm Decent happy backup. for the whole Brissett family, but I'm just not sure. Yeah, look, look, I'll never understand. I mean, he, he was within a whisper uh, of beating the Kansas City Chiefs right. in the playoffs. He didn't. And, look, he's he's got, to a lesser extent, but he's got some Ryan Fitzpatrick in him. This is what I don't understand, right? Where he'll he'll get on rolls and he'll look good, and then he'll just do something completely dumbfounding, or or for an entire game, just do something, just throw four picks you don't know. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, he is not. But I mean, this was a guy. To your point, he gets Cleveland to the playoffs. He he gives them legitimacy on offense for the first time in how long, and then he gets. Hurt and, and the shoulders hurt, and the fans in the front office are blaming him for playing through the injury as if they don't have a medical staff or a coaching Trainers staff. Or anything, I, don't, right. I, I, I don't get it. it look, and I, let's not forget, Rick, his first two years in the league, he had three head coaches. Well, yeah. In his first two years, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson, which was probably the biggest bum I've ever seen as a coach <laughs> until. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Kitchens takes well, over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, this guy has gone through head coaches, coordinators, um, you know, uh, players coming and going. And, I mean, who was a wide receiver his first year or two before Beckham and them were there? Well, I, 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 I yeah. rolled through exactly. 900 guys named Steve. You exactly. Exactly. Know? Look, is he going to go in there and transform Carolina? No, but I think he's he's a legitimate threat. If you can get a Christian, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, which the last two years would would belie that is right. is realistic, but it could certainly happen. Yet you've got DJ Moore, dummy over here, has been pulling it over his head all day, Woo-hoo! thinking he's got the fantasy football stack of the century here. But you have a legitimate offense. You have some weapons there. They've always been eight on defense. You look at that division, that division isn't great. I think they're a competitive team now. And they've upgraded their offensive line. Right. So, I think he's there. The headline here is, I don't care what happens to him in Carolina. Right now, the Cleveland Browns are paying full freight, essentially, for Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson, right. neither of which are likely to play. I mean, only the Cleveland Browns Cleveland. <laughs> could have $70 million wrapped up into quarterbacks this year, one who's 800 miles away and one who's probably going to be buried under a prison somewhere. I mean, this is unbelievable. How did the Browns keep doing it? They were so close to being a real franchise, and then they just 
away. <laughs> they can't help themselves. Baker Mayfield, 2020. We'll go back to that year when he was healthy. 26 touchdowns, eight picks, yeah, 95.9 quarterback rating, about a 63% completion rate. Not the, not the highest in the league, but 63 is not that mm-hmm. bad. I mean, you they're know, Jacu- choosing Jacoby Brissett over this. Exactly. I, I don't understand it. I liken him to a Teddy Bridgewater light. Who? Jacoby Brissett. If you look at their stats, they're really similar. Yeah, light. But I would still rather have Teddy Bridgewater. Agreed. Running my team, the Jacoby Brissett. No disrespect. I mean, he had a no. Jacoby Brissett's Charlie Batch, an excellent backup. Right. Never gonna, never should start. But if you need him for a game or two in the middle of the year, right. he won't kill you if you can run the ball around him. But they, one day, I hope the story comes out. Something more happened in Cleveland. This can't come from him trying to gut through. I can't believe I'm sitting here defending Baker Mayfield. By the way, that's how look, absurd this situation is. Well, look, we you know we have to look at things. You know, just through a prism. I mean, oh like boy. you said, there's, there's different things that have happened that we really don't know about. But when you just look at Baker Mayfield on the surface, yeah, he got screwed. <laughs> I mean, let's just face it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the thing that I don't get is the stories coming out that he was, quote, immature and needed to grow up and he lost the locker room. Like you said, he had three quarter or three coaches in two years. He had OBJ, which hell of an athlete, but comes with some baggage. Yeah. And Cleveland. You're a Cleveland quarterback. Right. Now let's look at the history of Cleveland quarterbacks in the last thirty years. <laughs> it's uh it's uh, not not pretty. Yeah. I, I will say who that. stands out in the last thirty years to you, Cleveland Browns? That goes back to, what, 92. I don't know. Did Bernie Kosar make yeah, it that prob- far? Yeah, maybe. So, I don't pick. know. But, yeah, I mean, that's probably the last. Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> Fry. I mean, let's go. I mean, we can name them. But, it, you know, nobody's going to, ex- you know, mix these guys up with Joe Montana. No. No. And look, finding a quarterback's hard, and you felt like they found one, right? And right. Just, they they for, forsaked him, and I, I, I can't believe it. Maybe I'm a dummy because I like the commercials because he makes me laugh when he's spraying the nacho cheese in the trick or treat bag. That makes me giggle. So maybe I actually like Baker Business Mayfield. This is Alice now. Cooper at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean that that's good stick. Now, who is that Geico that does those? Commercial is it Geico? Whatever, whatever. You know what? <laughs> I love these commercials. I don't even yeah. know what does what, he have whatever whatever insurance company that does that. They have to do a Baker exit entry into a new oh. home. Don't oh, they? that's right. Yeah, they I can mean, do they, a whole. You have to. They can do a don't. whole moving bit yeah. and insuring his new home. Maybe Alice can help him move. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, or, I like it. Who's, I mean, who's famous from Charlotte he can hang out with? What else happens in Charlotte? Richard I don't Petty. Oh, isn't he dead? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think he's dead. He's Lots old. He's about old. Oh, yeah. He, he's old as, almost as old as you. Not quite, but. No, I think he's a little older, believe it or not. No one's older than you. Moses was. Well, he's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's 85, still alive. Okay. I oh, thought so. so. Not so quite as old as you, years, but getting there. Yeah. Two years, your senior, <laughs> junior. I'm just, you know, really appalled and, and hurt by you two tonight. <laughs> the, the numbers don't lie. That's, that's I, all. That's you know, all I, I mean, quite say. frankly, I'm offended. 
<laughs> Couldn't offend you with a 12-pound hammer. What are you talking about? You have no soul. <laughs> I have a very delicate soul that is pure of heart. <laughs> pure of vodka. What's your feelings on kittens? Yeah, let's yeah, talk about they, that. They grow up to be disgusting creatures. <laughs> oh, we, we, we probably shouldn't air what Rick's thoughts were on kittens be, before we went on the show. So, so any, anyhow, spin it back. Yeah, I think great move for Carolina. You know, who knows about Matt Corral? But here's the problem. That's, that's what I don't like about this move is you got the rookie quarterback there. Baker's going to have the one bad game. They're going to be agitating to put the rookie in. It's just going to be chaos all around them. I'd like to see him, honestly, and I don't know why, with a stable franchise, with a real coaching staff, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Matt Rule is probably the hottest seat in football right now. You would think so. Now, now uh a player like Mayfield, you know, kind of big-time college player, you know, might fit more gunslinger type, might fit more into what Rule wants to do that you just couldn't do with that dullard Sam Darnold and every other Tom, Dick, and Harry they've had down there. So excited to see it, and Cleveland's still just a disaster, just just an abject, I agree. It, complete and embarrassment. Great move, great move by Carolina. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's just a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, Darnold – I mean, they, they could throw him out with the bathwater. Yeah. Nobody would pay any attention to that. I mean, at worst, a fourth-round pick in $4.5 million for yeah. a guy who's won a p- playoff games in this league yes. recently. You know, this, this isn't bringing in somebody at 39 years old. You know, and recently. Over the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and close to the Kansas City Chiefs, right. I think they actually won another game. See, yeah, but you keep saying that. I don't think. Maybe think, they only won the one they played to, but, yeah. Yeah, they, they lost to Kansas City. They were in the Kansas City. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I, I, thought, I was going through. I didn't remember them going to an AFC championship game. Right. But they were right yeah. there. I remember that Kansas City game. I thought they were going to win that game. Uh, yeah, so, right. I did, too. They had them. So, well, speaking of football. Football. I like the football. football. I, I like the foosball. Football. What a disaster college football is becoming. Oh, my God. Ugh. You know, USC, UCLA, we know are going or moving, leaving the Pac-12 and going to the Big 48. Yeah, well, you know? <laughs> they're obviously well-known Midwestern schools, yeah. so those two really belong there. Well, yeah. Well, let's face it. They're... This regional stuff is long gone. Yeah, that's over. It, it, That's long gone. It is TV markets, and that's exactly what they went after. They went after the, the L.A., Southern California market, and that's what they got. They've got two of the biggest brands in oh. football and, you know, UCLA and basketball. If they ever get prominence again, it's UCLA, period. So, yeah. I mean, they went after it, and now apparently – there's some rumors out there that they are looking to absorb the Denver market in Colorado, right? Utah, the Salt Lake City market, and Arizona and Arizona State. Now, if that doesn't happen, I heard that there's also rumors that Pac-12 are eyeing up Baylor and Houston to take the two places of USC and um, UCLA. Yeah, and they're also speculating maybe just what's left of the Big 12 after Texas right. and Oklahoma leave and what's left of the Pac-12, they merge to be the Big Pac-24. I don't know what the hell they're going to call the thing. But but if you look at that, that, that to me, TV-wise, okay, but 
are they going to really have any legitimate threat to the playoffs? Well, if you think about it, I mean, Baylor, okay, at times. Yeah. I can't say that they're a perennial power. Um, look, A&M's gone. Oklahoma's gone. I mean, who you got? You got Oklahoma State. You got Oregon. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking just legitimate yeah. threats to, you know, the playoff system. I mean, it's kind of universally accepted that, and I wish they'd just do it now. What's going to end up happening? We're either, we're going to have an SEC and a Big Ten, Big Forty Two, whatever it's going to be. SEC, because I mean, I'm probably by the time we're off the air, Clemson, Miami, and Florida State are going to jump to the SEC. But see, I was listening to some shows today. Therein lies the rub, as we like to like to say. They have a contract, a billion or almost billion dollar contract for the next 15 years with ESPN, which apparently holds a lot of exit fees. Mm. If somebody wants to jump. So this is Clemson you're talking about. Or the ACC, the ACC ACC teams. Yeah, the whole ACC. And if, like, say, a Clemson or Florida State wants to jump, now, guess what? It's going to cost a lot of money. and I think the SEC would pony up in a second, though, if, if it meant getting getting those teams over there. But the thing is, it's a long-term exit. Right. You know, so, I mean, that's the thing. They're, they're saying that the Pac-12 and the ACC have, quote-unquote, a loose partnership. Which is kind of like this show, a loose partnership. Which is they're trying to like a girl I dated in college. Not not technically merge, but as the years go on, start scheduling say like Pitt, Oregon, yeah, Clemson, whoever, Arizona, Stanford, somebody like that, and 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 hope ESPN says okay, this is great because we're actually getting more value for our contract. And then eventually they hope to merge. Yeah. Now the SEC, ESPN's got a piece of that too, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. So, so there there could be something to be worked out. Anyhow, whatever's going to happen, we're going to merge into two super conferences or just a, a amoebus blob of forty or fifty teams, and, and that's going to be college football. Now, here's the thing. Here here's where I struggle with is what boy that is bad all of yeah. a sudden. I really wish we could figure out where that well, – now it's gone. Maybe we just got to bitch about it, and then it goes away. We needed that shovel. Oh, nope, it's back. <laughs> it might yeah. be. We need, we need the gardening shovel. Yes, the magic shovel or the <laughs> hockey puck. Yeah, the hockey puck's around here somewhere, I think. Yeah. Anyhow, as, as far as football goes, college football, I'd almost be all right with that. Provided that there, there's something, maybe – Maybe there's a subdivision of everybody who's left over who also playing for a championship because I still want 45 games to watch every Saturday, right, and, and games on Tuesday. I still want action on Tuesday right. and on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday. Now, didn't the Big 12 pick up Cincinnati and, oh, there's another one. I, I think they're talking about it. I'm not sure okay. anything official. I don't know. These things happen fast. They do. I mean, it, it, it's amazing when you think about the logistics and the money involved. So, so for football, I'll sit here and complain about it. It's the death right. nail of college football as we know it, and I don't like it. And 
But at the end of the day, I'll watch that. It's going to be good good football. And, and if we come up with a subdivision of everybody else who's left and maybe give them their own playoff, and I'll watch that, and I'll be okay with it. Where I worry about it as my number one sport, you know, is college basketball. Right. What does this do to college basketball? I mean, is this the end of March Madness? So if we – same thing. If we break off into these two super conferences or this one big blob of whatever it is – how does everybody else fit in there? In college, you know, college football, you're only playing eight or nine conference games a year anyhow, so you can get different matchups all the time. How are you scheduling this thing in college basketball? I, I can't imagine what it looks like. This could completely and utterly devastate college basketball. I don't know. Do you take I – mean, let's face it, like, say Duke or Kansas, whoever, they're basically going to be in anyway. Do they take, like – 32 at-large bids and just say, okay, you guys don't need to worry about playing in these stupid conference tournaments. And then just have basically a whatever, 64, I don't know how you would work it out right. to get, you know, different regions or whatever and have the other 32 make it. Yeah. Or, or 16 and then have 16 more at-large bids, something of that nature. I don't know. Well, and the problem is whatever this conference structure ends up being is going to wield all the power. They sure. might just say, we're taking our 40, 50 teams. We'll bring in Kansas, Duke. You know, <laughs> right, I, yeah. I'm trying to think of the North Carolina, if they don't get absorbed football-wise somewhere. Yeah, or somebody that's good for a year. Say, okay, we want Butler this year because they had yeah. a good year, whoever it I mean, is. You got Villanova, yeah. some some of your basketball-only right. schools. You know, we, we put them in a conference. I just I don't know what this looks like. You know, for football, I'd be able to get used to it, and I really don't care. Because yeah. right now, this is all it is, right? It's only about Alabama playing – Auburn and Alabama playing Mississippi LSU, State yeah. and LSU and in the Big Ten it's Michigan Ohio State there's only three or four matchups a year in any of these conferences anybody gives a damn about and whoever Clemson's playing in the preseason because generally in the ACC they have no competition so in football fine I'll, I'll bitch about it I'll complain I don't like it I hate it I like tradition I like the regional rivalries I like all this stuff but I'll watch it because it's going to be good football. They're going to go to an 18 playoff. The hell, they might go to a 16 team playoff because they're going to wield all the power. They can cut off the regular season at eight games if they, whatever they want to do. It'll be an interesting watch for college football. It won't be good for college football in general, but it'll be a good watch. Right. But basketball, the non revenue sports, think about it. If they take everybody, how in the hell are you going to get the UCLA dive team? to Michigan State in December for a meet. I mean, just think about this. I, oh, it's crazy. I, I agree there. But, I mean, even just stick with basketball for a minute. You know, what does that do to your Villanovas, your Georgetown, your Marquette, Memphis? Um, there's so many of these minor powers. Wichita State, is all, uh, Toledo, some of these t- – teams that always seem to make noise in basketball how are they going to get into the tournament if, I, if, I if the know. super conference says no we, we you know no i mean because you know vanderbilt won 10 games this year and they're in the sec by damn they're gonna play yeah and that, you know that's i don't i don't i don't know what it looks like right if if it becomes conference aligned i'd almost like to see college football carved out right we carve it out and that exists on its own and then we have traditional but 
but that's unlikely because all the dumb conference moves we've seen already. I mean, Pitt basketball still playing in the ACC where they've got no business being. All, all of this has already happened. I mean, just think about that logistically. USC going to play at Purdue in February. I mean, this just doesn't make any sense. No, but you know what? It picks up – where is Purdue? It's Indiana. Indiana, It, it yeah. picks up that market in the West Coast, and that's all they care about. They don't care about them traveling to Indiana in, in the middle of a snowstorm. Right. You know, hell, Buddy Holly was a rarity. You know, they'll make it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That might be the quote of the year. Buddy Holly was a rarity. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So take it, take it back to football. And why is Notre Dame such a hot topic with this going on right because now? Because Notre Dame brings in viewers. And there's not a conference in the country that would not want Notre Dame in there. Notre, or ACC is making a bid for them because they've already got them in, in – uh, basketball right right yeah so i just can't see the acc continuing to exist as it is i don't know i think somewhere along the line the acc will somehow survive and be maybe the third one maybe you know know, merging with big 12 pac 12 or maybe all three of them just kind of take the elite out of that those three and stay the ACC because I, I don't know. It, it seems to me that the ACC out of those three are in the best position. Mm-hmm. Number one, financially, they're sitting the best because they've got the long-term big-time contract. They've got Clemson in football. They've got Florida State, who always has been good, but you know, yeah. up until recently, but now they're starting to come along. Um, and and they've had they're totally power in basketball normally. Yeah. But I think to answer your question, now I wonder if this dynamic shift changes that. They've always been the hottest commodity because they've had that NBC deal independently before all this conference craziness and all the big money was there. But I think the big thing is it's right the fan base, the eyeballs they bring. Go to a college football game in any stadium where Notre Dame is playing, and 75% of the people in that building are going to be Notre Dame fans. And here's the reason. Because every dickhead who went to some directional school or some stupid (laughs) state school who happens to be Catholic decides that means by my mom making me go to mass when I was 12 years old means I can root for Notre Dame and I'm not being the douchey Yankees, 49ers, Alabama fan. I can get away with it because I'm Catholic and I went to community college. I hate these people. They stink. And I've been to a couple games of theirs in different stadiums and what they're awful. What going to a community college have to do with... Because they don't have an actual school to root for, so my college football team is oh. Notre Dame because I got molested by a priest one time. You well, know Boston what I mean? College is Catholic. Well, but they don't that they don't have the sweet NBC deal that Notre Dame does. You know, way before you guys were even born, when I was a little kid. Sunday mornings, it was like nine o'clock, something like that. They still you, you turn on, it on worry. on Sunday mornings. It was well, you had a TV when you were nine years the old. The replay of the Notre Dame game the, the day before. Lindsey Nelson was the broadcaster, you know, and they would condense this game, and they'd be going along maybe like Navy. Navy was unable to move the football, so they punted to Notre Dame. You know, they goes, well, first and 10 on the 35-yard line. Here's Joe Theismann, you know. And they, and they would just – whatever Notre Dame did was great, you know. Oh, boy, yeah. if they lost, you know, <laughs> God forbid. Day. Yeah. 
Now, I'm completely bamboozled by the fact that you were watching TV at day. I pictured you with a big wheel and the stick and yeah. running around in the yard hitting it. Yeah, I know. That's funny. So I actually went to see Notre Dame at Pitt football. Yeah, it was a nightmare, wasn't it? It was insane. Like, I, the last time I went to a Pitt football game was the last Pitt-Penn State game. Right. Well, the original last one. And it was... As opposed to what? The um, well, now they play sequel last one or what? Now they play each other again on okay. every other... Decade. Thursdays. Yeah. But, like, it was a packed house. I figured going to a Pitt game at... Uh, Heinz Field, you know, there's going to be like a thousand people there. It was packed out. Oh, like, yeah, and it was all Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm sure it, I was there. <laughs> hey, I'm a it, season ticket holder. It it was insane. <clears throat> I, I felt, you know, out of sorts wearing Pitt. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to Notre Dame colors. Yeah. Now, now a lot of that's a Pitt failure. Like I, I think it might be different in Alabama or something if they were willing to go down there. Yeah, but you wouldn't see a lot of uh, you know green and gold. No, I don't think in no, Alabama. No, they, they rightly run them out of town <laughs> as they as they cross cross the border. But but I mean, otherwise you, you see it absolutely everywhere. Just somehow they become a national brand because you think about it, really. I don't want to say they become irrelevant in college football, but it, they make the playoff based on name recognition. They get and, destroyed. And not having to play a conference championship game, but they get blown out. I mean, there's never a point where, you know, back in the 80s and 90s where you thought every year, Notre Dame, Miami. You know the last year they it. won a national championship? What was that? 87. Yeah, yeah. It was the last time they won a national championship. Yeah. I mean, that's – 45 years, yeah, for, I mean, of irrelevancy, really. I with, mean, with that recruiting base and that yeah. national view. So so it, I'll, I'll be interested to see. You just wonder. Everybody wants them. And the Big Ten's the natural fit if it happens. And right. they've been – I want to say they've been arrogant, but they've been smart. They're getting more money on their own than a conference is going to give them. Now that may change now because – um, what does this money have to be like? I, and you wonder, at some point, does it dry up? I, it, I, I'm flummoxed I'm by this Listening thing. to one guy, and I can't remember his name. It was just today I was listening to him. He was on one of those talk shows. They said, or he said, that, of course, you know, Pitt's out of the picture forever for the Big Ten. The SEC and the Big Ten do not want Oregon. Because they do not feel the, – the magic number in TV revenue from that piece in Oregon is $70 million. They think it's only worth 40 They don't want them. Simple as that. Really? Yes. Huh. No, I mean, and look, we know that. It's all about dollars yeah. and cents. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what this means. You, know, you almost hope these top 40 schools, they break away and they just become feeder systems for the NFL and leave everybody else alone. And I'll be a fan of whatever's left of college football. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm not going to watch that, right? I mean, that's going to be great theater all the time. But I can't picture what it looks like. But my fear is what this does to college bad. I keep going back to that. I almost don't care about football. It, and, and your point about Notre Dame and the Big Ten in football, obviously – 
that's where all their history is, really. Yeah, I mean, is, Michigan is State, other than USC, Stanford, USC. Right. These are the teams they play every year. Anyhow, I think they play Purdue every year. Michigan and, State uh, in football, they essentially play a Big Ten schedule. Yeah. now especially with USC in the Big Ten. Right. It, uh, when you look back, other than Navy, you know they. Right. You know what 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 happens with the service academies? I mean, what happens with all these teams? Exactly. I. I well, I mean, Air Force was uh, – they are in the Mountain West or WAC yeah. or one of those. But I think Navy's still independent. I don't know what Army is, but, you know, they're – Are they in the – Such a disadvantage. The American? You know what? I, I'm yeah, not even sure. they. Like one that. of them or both may be in the American Conference now. I'm not sure. And Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see Pitt, you know, not to not to make it all homer, but Pitt's an interesting case study, right? Right. They, the, to your point, the Big Ten wants nothing to do with them. They, there was there's bad blood between Pitt and the Big Ten. Now both regimes have changed a lot since all of that happened. And SEC doesn't want them. That's like bringing another Missouri in at best. You know what I mean? You know what happens to them? Yeah, you know, I guess the ACC could stay together. But if if I see the the ACC staying together, that's almost more of a basketball conference at, at that point. So, oh yeah. Well, I mean, they've always been known for basketball, except for Clemson, really. Right. It's yeah. always been basketball. Yeah. Until they brought this big mess together and Clemson got good that you were taunt. Taught, you mean? Taught. Taught. <laughs> You're taunt stupid. Taunt is... That's taunting. That is taunting. His <laughs> <laughs> logic's uh, unassailable. Way, it's FBS, a.k.a. independent. Yeah. Who, Navy? Army. Army. Oh, Army's independent, oh, too. Okay. okay, so none of them are in the – why did I think – yeah, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Maybe in basketball or maybe they play an yeah, American yeah. schedule or something. I don't yeah, know. it makes no difference. You think we ought to take a break? Oh, yeah, we never did stop for a commercial. We're going to do a couple shorties here because I don't want to do this too long. No, because it's always fun to um, – bash golf when we come back oh we're gonna bash golf. actually I, i'll let you start but i got something for that too i wonder if we don't have the same thing so uh so golf and let's just say if you don't already have it a, a visit from an old friend of the show right All after right. this let's talk about our sponsor dead sled coffee Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and snipped through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. Who knew after all this time of blaming him, it was my fault. Yeah, but hey, we figured it out. Well, that's all a, that's a shame that I chucked it across the studio because I do need it for this segment. But uh, I'll hold it out here. I've that's got my spectacles on. That's good. I your, need them. Your arms are getting too short. You had to get this. That's, that, that's what it is too. My arms are shrinking in my old age. Yeah, you better. 
Better believe it. Now, you know, I don't have any idea what this stupid picture was with with Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson and his crones holding that live trade, that team win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was that – I mean, it was just – not only was it a creepy-looking photograph with you – all these hands down around one crotch <laughs> holding this trophy. Well, how do you play golf? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I don't know. I think if this thing is going to, just my opinion right now, if it's going to be successful, they're going to have to be I don't want to say more traditional, but you know they've they've got to get these name players. I mean, winning, right? I mean, and you know you can't have some of these people that nobody has ever heard of winning these things. And oh well, Patrick Reed was fifth. Well, big deal. Yeah, he, he could have been fifth at the John Deere as well. <laughs> exactly. I mean, here's the thing. The first thing they got to do is get on TV, right? I, I will watch this. We, we talked about this, I think, last week, right? Mm-hmm. It's, this isn't going to pull in the casual golf fan. And the, the problem the PGA has is the Saudis have no interest in pulling in any fans. They don't care. This is about, what, what do they call it, sports watching, I think they like right. to say on ESPN all the time. You know, that's all this is. They've got just an endless pit of money. They honestly don't care. They just want to do this. And so – that that's a problem for the PGA. But to get me across, if anybody at any point's interested in having viewers, number one, you have to get it on TV. If this is on TV, I'll watch this. I, I will watch this. With the names in it every week, I will watch this. But I'm not going to YouTube or the Hulu or the TikTok or wherever they're putting this nonsense at. I'm not going to do that. If I can turn on I, – I still don't use it drives people in my house insane. I still don't like to use the guide on the direct TV. I like to just flick channels like you did in the old days. I, I don't know why. I, uh, 300 channels. Yeah. Click. yeah. takes a little click. longer than it did when I had my basic cable on my 13-inch TV in my first apartment. But I still like to do that. So I don't – other than to get Beavis and Butthead, I got the Paramount Plus for that. But it, it was a pain. You know, 900 steps and the passwords and the Wi-Fi, and I, I don't need all that. So if I can turn it on and it's on, I'm going to watch it. If you're looking at long-term sustainability, here's where I don't think they have it, even with all these named players. And in theory, I like the shotgun start. I like every, everything they do, the three rounds, the big names, the, the team competition mixed amongst the singles competition. But it feels like an exhibition, right? This doesn't feel That's, like a professional yes. league. And I can watch two or three exhibitions a year, Ryder Cup, things like that. But – I'm not watching this week in, week out. It's kind of like the the skins game, right? Right. You know, it's, it's yeah, like I a, one I like a gimmick. Or what's know? the goofy one out in Colorado where Tony Romo and Bill Murray are rolling around on the ground and doing stuff? Like I can watch a couple hours of that. I'm not watching it every week though. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, the skins game was kind of fun when it first came on. It was Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and I think Lee Trevino. You know, the, right. the big name. I mean, that's how far back when that first started. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but I know. You know what? By, I don't recall seeing it. In a by long the time. time, the last time I saw it, it was like a bunch of dollars up there. Nobody really cared. <laughs> yeah. 
if they shot 45 under, it wouldn't have mattered. Well, and when they're all now making $420 million a year, this $10,000 skin on each hole just doesn't feel as big. Right, you know, exactly. What I, if it was you and me out there fighting over ten grand, there might be some intrigue because the money means something to someone. But to these guys, I mean, this, right. this is a joke. Their appearance fee is 20 times what they would make if they won every hole anyhow. Exactly. So, and I think that's the problem Liv has. Again, but the problem the PGA has has is that's not what the backers of this the Saudi government whoever runs this is interested in and so that goes away but but it's funny in thinking about that we saw Tyler Gooch compared it to the Ryder Cup you know he was asked questions about the shotgun right. starting basically that question and now you're gonna have to pad for me as I walk across the studio to get my phone because Tyler, Mr. Gooch's comments were not received well by noted friend of the show, Mr. Kyle Porter. He was very upset about this. Yes, and we, you know that Kyle Porter is the premier chaos and disorder jer- yeah, golf journalist. Yeah, he is the, uh, the golf historian, the staff golf historian for chaos and disorder. And so he may have wrote, written a long-form article. That I don't know, but I do know he took to Twitter. And he said, I'll just read it verbatim, no editorializing. I've been thinking for the last day about how Gooch compared Liv to the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup! He compared an event that is barely 100 holes old to an institution that's almost 100 years old. That's obviously comical and blatantly ridiculous and also infuriating. But it's also emblematic of a league attempting to create its own reality. If Gooch says Portland is like the Ryder Cup and, checks notes, Sergio, Reed, DJ, Poulter, and Westwood go along with it and don't refute it, then I mean, you know, maybe it is. That's an affront to everyone who has worked hard to build the actual Ryder Cup, but the cost of doing business, it seems, is pretending to like whatever came before this didn't mean a single thing. Live in the Ryder Cup are antonyms. I don't know what the hell that is. That's some nerd stuff there. Like yes and no. Live is a case study in what it looks like Black to be and coddled. White, dark and light. Pampered even. And little is required of you other than to finish. You're not asked to expose your soul in front of several million people, and you're not asked to lug around ten decades of history. Though both are technically exhibitions, so here's the acknowledgement, while both are technically exhibitions, the financial arrangement tells you what you need to know. Liv had to sign $500 million over to a handful of guys just to make its product palatable enough to participate in, while the Ryder Cup doesn't pay its players anything at all. So speaketh Kyle Porter. 100 years of history dragging around on these guys' back would be a reason why they should turn down $150 million. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't imagine carrying around decades on my back. No, that sounds pretty heavy. It is. You know that uh, Rory McIlroy said that the PG, or the live players, once you've given up, and I'm, I'm you know paraphrasing because I don't have it right in front of me, but he – said that once you give up playing on the PGA Tour and play on the Live Tour, don't try to come back and play on the PGA Tour ever. What's Rory going to do, give him wedgies in the locker room? What's he going to do about it? And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, doesn't he play on the European Tour? He certainly does. For shame. Well, what (laughs) – 
because a European tour doesn't threaten the PGA Tour, it's okay. But see, they see this as a threat, so it's like, ooh, cooties, you're not allowed to go there. (laughs) I mean, it's such a antonym. Antonym. Yes, opposites. Oh, that's what that meant? Why didn't Kyle just say opposite? No, because because antonym is in the English language. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, well, it's obvious. When you know how I feel about Canada, anybody who plays in that Canadian Open should be thrown out of the PGA Tour too. Not really. I don't trust those guys up there. Was it ninety-three miles? Ninety-two miles. Yeah. Seventy-five percent of them live within sixty miles of the border. Did you happen to see? I didn't see obviously any coverage. I just saw a few shots. Um, on Twitter and on like YouTube, that people have put up there of, of the course they were playing in the Irish Open. That thing was gorgeous. Is it? That was cool. Is that the one where all the players were just standing around drinking beer? Where I kept seeing those. Yeah, the pictures? one guy was giving them yeah. Guinness or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Was, was it speed? Who was over there? It was an American player who was just yeah. standing there with a well, pint of Guinness playing, in his hand. Well, it's the him. Irish. Then the Sc- Scottish, right. and then the British is the next week. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're playing that whole, um, you know, British Isle National Opens right, right in a row, right. Irish, Scottish, and, and British next Wait, week. pump the brakes. Uh-oh. No, I'm not pumping the brakes on anything. <laughs> but that's okay for them to do? To play the Irish and play the... I'm assuming that is royal and ancient, all three of them. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't imagine. know, to be honest with you. Um, I know, obviously, the British is. I'm pretty sure Scottish is. Irish, I'm not sure, but I would assume they probably all are. So let me get this straight. It's okay if you lug around decades of history. <laughs> How about almost centuries of that? <laughs> yeah. A, a plethora of yeah. pinatas. Yes. <laughs> so that's okay. Well, sure. But if you go and you want to do an upstart thing no. and get paid, no. for shame. Sure. They're doing the old, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's terrible. Isn't it funny, though? And, and I think it's the overreaction of the PGA Tour. And who was it? Horschel this week and, and the, the carrying on and fitting Rory's been doing. I didn't like the idea of this live tour. And in theory, I still don't. But these guys are being so petulant about it. Now they're, they're making a mockery of themselves. You know, and I did the full 180. We talked about it last week. We don't have to rehash it. Where it really got in my mind is, you know, the U.S. government and governments around the world are just pouring money into Saudi Arabia, begging for more oil. But Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka have to be the moral compass of the world right. and not accept that blood money. Look, I don't like it either, but let's be honest about what this is. And I don't care who you are. Well, apparently there's a few guys, and there may be more to it, maybe – these are things that are really important to Rory McIlroy, but this stomping and pouting and fitting. And the PGA Tour, I'm sorry, if all of a sudden one day DJ and Kepka and Patrick Reed and all these big names show up at the next tournament, the next PGA tournament, you think they're not going to say, why, yes, please come on in. But before you do, let's shoot this promo to air on Golf Channel for the next 18 hours straight. Yeah. I mean, come on, who are we kidding here? It's, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I just I, I don't like it being framed as a right versus wrong, a good versus evil. Yes, they're evil. Of course they are. But if, again, come on, what are we doing here? I'll tell you exactly what 
they're doing. And it is, look, I was in the golf business for years and years. And when, you know, in the 80s, in the 90s especially, I mean, golf was booming. And we were building golf courses right and left everywhere you could imagine. And the PGA, they were fine. They're doing, you know, everything, everything right. They're making a bunch of money. They had the Nike Tour, and the ben, it started with the Ben Hogan Tour, the Nike Tour, the Buy.com Tour, yada, yada. Right. And now, because that this is actually threatening them, all of a sudden it's a big stink. The, the whole idea behind, look, we all are from this geographical area. In the last 10 years, there's probably been at least, in a 50-mile radius, a dozen golf courses shut down. At least. Oh, yeah. Building building housing plans on Yeah, it. building housing. Because you can't make any money. <clears throat> Fuel's ridiculous. Fertilizer's ridiculous. Labor's ridiculous. Everything's ridiculous. People can't afford to play it anymore. It is reverting back to... And I and I hate to say it, but it is the Bobby Jones era. It's a rich man's yeah, game. He was game. a he was a freaking lawyer. He could afford to play. Walter Hagen was rich. He could afford to play. Right. You know, um, people can't really afford to play anymore. I see kids in our city park playing frisbee golf oh, for hours. They have tournaments. <clears throat> it's great. I mean, you know, you ha- if you're not going to adapt. And I guess my point is, why not watch something new instead of tuning into the frickin' Milwaukee Open right. or the John Deere Classic? <laughs> I mean, that is like, talk about an antonym. John yeah. Deere and Classic <laughs> is about as big an antonym as you can come up with. So if they don't want to change and try to do something to attract new golfers, look, they were lucky with the 70s and 80s, and then... They were so fortunate Tiger came right. along in the 90s because it was going under quick. Once all the older guys from the golden age were getting right. too old to play, there's a bunch of dollars out there that had no personality, and nobody cared to watch them. Right. Thank God Tiger came along and saved them a little bit. <clears throat> now all of a sudden you have this crop coming up of Rory and so forth, but now we have a fracture because Dustin and some of these other guys yeah. are wanting to play over here. Well, now it's like a civil war. They don't even I know what to do. Coming. No, he's terrible. He was horrible in the U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> he just get away from him. Good Lord. But he can hit the ball really far. Yes. Really far. So can John Daly still. That's true. There was a video going around on He's hitting Twitter. over the highway in his bare feet. <laughs> he just pulls over on the highway, tees one up, and blasted 400 yards over the highway onto a high school football field yeah. while the band was practicing or you, something. You know what I want to see? I want to see a Happy Gilmore golf, like that style. I want to see guys going out, like the professionals from clubs that are out drinking a case of beer per 18 and certainly i'd watch that yeah like i want to see that it brings back an old interview i saw a long time ago it was like probably in the late 80s early 90s uh, lee trevino you know the guy says you know how did you handle you know from your beginnings you know how did you handle the pressure on playing on the pga tour because there's no pressure on the pga tour 
He says, play a $10 Nassau with no money in your pocket. That's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. These guys are millionaires too, right? Oh, yeah. I'm Here's the, the real test. Here's what I'd love to see happen. It's not going to happen. Here's what I would love to see happen. The PGA Tour has all these convictions, right? And these guys are never coming back and blah, 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 blah. What I would like to see happen is Tiger Woods go play one live event. And then come back and show up in the Twin Cities, but that apparently is what I'm given to understand, where the 3M Open is happening and saying, I'd like to play here. They, they would murder people to make that happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, e- it's easy to have convictions with a block of wood like Dustin Johnson. He's a great player, but he inspires nothing. Unless he's got Wayne Gretzky's daughter waving her ass around behind him all day, nobody cares about Dustin Johnson. Right. Tiger Woods, however, would be a completely and utterly different story. I'd love to see that happen. That would be the test. If you tell Tiger, nope, you are out. You are not playing in our event, then I'll believe you. You know what would, you know what would turn everything? If you had Jack Nicklaus from my era, Tiger Woods from your era, both have a joint press conference and say, this is the greatest thing I have seen in golf in the last 40 years. The PGA Tour would sponsor (laughs) Live Golf. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, well, let's go sell some sandwiches here. I guess I'm given to understand Finkelstein thinks he has something that's interesting. So I I believe he said fun. Oh, fun. Okay. Very fun. And what did we say about fun? Anyways, about those bisons. <laughs> All right, so uh, go to the chop shop. Was there recently? You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to be a part of this, and we'll come back, and Finkelstein will just bring the show to a screeching halt right after this. We'd like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, the Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the Western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. wonder what happens if you tell Billiam Flieger and Briggs sent you. He'd probably get... Uh, Think anyone's ever done it? A free, you know... Poutine dish, oh, I'm sure. Man, I'm going to go in and tell him Flieger and Briggs sent him. He probably wouldn't even recognize me. I could probably get away with it. You should probably give him a call, see if he wants to be on the show again. I think we could do that, as long get, as he does a food drop. Oh, I'm sure. We should, get, um, we should get Andy on the show again, too. I mean, he doesn't even have to come in. He could just maybe send food with you, and he could call in. That'd well, when I get time. back, we're, we're going to start oh, bringing right. in some of the more high-profile guests, hopefully, you know. I haven't really been in contact with a lot of them, but, you know. Yeah. I'm going to make it my life's work to get John Daly on here. Oh, that'd be all right. That would be classic. If the price is right, I'm sure he would. Problem is we don't have any money. 12-pack? Maybe. 
Shit, How about nah. some poutine? I'll make it a 30-pack and two orders of poutine. I bet John Daly would go with some poutine now. Hell yeah. Oh, especially nah, that that'd be chop right shop, up his alley. Chop shop poutine. That's other level. That's not that well, dumb yeah. Canadian stuff. That's the good Americanized <laughs> version with pot roast in it. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Boy, howdy. All right. Well, I guess we got to do this. So Before we get to your fun stuff. Yes, sir. My daughter works for a fireworks company, and she does a lot of traveling around. And, of course, with the 4th of July and everything, she was at this place, you know, they, they put on a show. They were put up in um, a hotel. Um, what was it? I think it was just a Comfort Inn, I believe it was. Someplace in Ohio. Okay. Comfort Inn in Ohio. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> I think that's what it was. But it was, it was recently remodeled. Now, this, to me, this was just kind of weird. Every room, you know, you had, like, the room itself, you know, where the bed and everything is, right? And then you had the bathroom. Well, in between the bedroom and the bathroom, obviously, is a wall, but there's an octagonal hole cut in that wall. And it's covered with nothing but a shower curtain because a tub is right on the other side of that hole. Was this a honeymoon suite? Yeah. What? Every room was like that. Every room. Because she asked. She thought it was really weird. And sure. they said, no, that it's every room. Now, some of them are a honeymoon suite where the tub is like a, like a red heart or whatever. But just a normal, can't believe they same thing. <laughs> However, you know, you think about, you know, okay, well, you know, you said, oh, is that a honeymoon suite? Look. Man, you know, you get on a, you know, eat some wings and have a... <laughs> That's what I mean. A, you got one on coming in hot. I don't want yeah. what's coming out of that bathroom yeah. coming into the bedroom. I mean, think about it. It's one thing with your wife. but You and I have shared hotel rooms. You're in there taking a heater. And I got nothing between me and that but a shower curtain. Who the hell thought that was a good idea? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. It's I, like that is the most ludicrous idea. Okay. One or two for like you know, like you said, for a honeymoon suite or something like that. Okay, that's a little weird, but that's fine. But every room, yeah. could you imagine? I mean, think about all the logistics. Okay, <laughs> you've got you've got mom and dad, and say say you have I don't know in the other bed you've got I don't know a junior high age child. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That kid doesn't want to be taking a shower with no. mom or dad on the other side of that curtain. What, what do you think the plan was? I don't know. That is like the most bizarre thing. How, it, did, how did that sales pitch go at that board meeting? I don't All know. Right. But who, are right. the, who are the board members, for God's sake? Hear, hear me out on this. Yeah. What were, you ever see the UFC? Big octagon. Okay, okay. We're going to – you know how there's a wall separate? Yeah, okay. Now. We're gonna we're gonna put an octagon in the wall. What what's blocking a shower curtain? Yeah. Damn it, Bob. That's that's you got it. You nailed it. Great idea, man. That is awesome. My wife was sitting there thinking, you know, what are these people like voyeurs or what? I mean, it's it's just so weird. 
And just think you're there with some skeezer or something, you know what I mean, after night at the bar. You need a little mystery there. If she, She's got to go in there and blow it up, then at least you shut the door, and you know. But now with the audio, everybody knows what's going on. Think of the, the lack of soundproofing with just an open hole. For, forget the, the, the wafting, the soundproofing. I know. I mean, half the time I'm in the bathroom, it sounds like I'm wrestling a grizzly bear, you know what I mean? And, this, and losing. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't know. I, it's bizarre. I, I just don't get it, man. Virginia is for lovers. Ohio is for creepers. Yes, and voyeurs. <laughs> and and I don't know. Sadists and masochists, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Show idea. Show <laughs> idea. Going to Ohio. No. But I need you to find out what hotel this is. All right? And on the air, next show, we call them and ask. <laughs> I yeah. think we just asked. Hey, uh, do you guys like UFC there? <laughs> do you have any UFC-specific rooms, specifically I, bathrooms? Now, obviously, probably, it sounds like your daughter asked. So that, that local hotel, they don't know why. So I think we get the name of the hotel. We do a little research and get a hold of whoever at Comfort Inn or the engineers or whoever. Yeah. There, there had to be a reason and, and for I want to put Comfort Inn on a spot. It may not be them, but I, okay. I thought that's what you know, I'm not exactly sure. But. It, it doesn't matter. All the same. I think they're all yeah. owned by the same two companies now probably, anyhow. Yeah. Like it's like college football; they're all owned by two companies. But it, there had to be a plan because I'm almost thinking you you could almost be getting too cute, right? Maybe like the plan was to put a piece of plate glass in the middle, you know, just so you can look out at the room because that's what I want to do is lock eyes with somebody while I'm blowing up the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's but, just but, what I want. But, but I guess I could see that, and something had to have gone terribly. A shower curtain, really? <laughs> you know, why don't you put up beads like on the Freaking Brady Bunch. I mean, why, why a shower yeah. curtain? Like, the- well, because on the <laughs> other side of that hole is a shower. Okay. I mean, that's it's right there. Yeah, I you have to have a shower curtain. No, but the shower curtain belongs on the other side. There well, shouldn't be a hole that, in the effing wall there. There's one there, too. Yeah, that's I what know. I mean. I, yeah, I don't oh, know well, why there's a hole there. It's that's, bizarre. That's just inefficient. Yeah. Two yeah. shower curtains? Yeah. Yeah, that's you could have just not cut the octagon into the. I gotta know. And, and can I? Could you imagine going to a Hall of Fame game or whatever, rooming with this knucklehead over there? He gets in the shower and big on him, big on him. He breaks into song. I don't want to hear that. Now, imagine this: we had our yearly, our yearly patronage for our, our fine dining, the Asylum Fantasy Football Show official team dinner every year right. was held at a Ponderosa yeah. in Canton, Ohio. Imagine sharing an open-concept <laughs> bathroom with Rick Briggs after he just – after he really, really – after he tests the all-you-can-eat theory of Ponderosa. <laughs> But we did see somebody that could give Joey Chestnut a run for his money. <laughs> I will never forget that kid. He was, what, maybe 10 years old? He was old? like 9 years old, 9 or 10 years old. He had at least six platefuls of stuff. <laughs> he just kept I mean, going. To the point where we noticed, first of all, and we're so much in our bubble, we're not paying attention to anything. Now, but when this kid walks by you every five minutes... You tend to, you know, is this guy a triplet or what? Yeah, to where I'm looking back and seeing, you know, is he just the youngest and everybody's making him make deliveries? No, and no. this kid just housed it. I mean, he made three He made three trips to the ice cream bar. Yeah, I mean, who makes yeah. three trips to the ice cream bar? Dude. And the, the little dish wasn't good enough for him. He got a plate off the main <laughs> yeah. off the main buffet and took that over for his ice cream. And this kid wasn't eating lettuce. <laughs> no. All right. I did not expect. <laughs> no. 
Did he have a rat tail by any chance? I don't believe he oh. did. No, I don't Man, think. I could picture it. I could picture that I mean, kid. he kind of looked a lot like Bobby on King of the Hill. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that's an apt, apt description, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get to the oh, Finkelstein yeah. fun. Hold on, I've got theme music for it. You ready? Crash. <laughs> no, no crash. No, no. Hey, we're we're winning, winning. I'll have it ready though. All right. Oh, there it is. <laughs> we are traveling together. Uh-oh, we're not Who's staying we? in a comfort inn, are the, we? The three of us. Okay. Ooh. Imagine three of us in a room. No. <laughs> Whether it be plane, train, or automobile. Good we, movie. Never saw it. And we meet our demise. John Candy. I'm aware. I just never saw it. So we're dead now. We are now dead. All three of us. We're all dead. We were Boom. traveling together and we're dead. Dead. We Probably s- an automobile. How? Then. We cease to be. How? Well, if it's a car, we got hit by a train and then a plane crashed on top of it. Okay. That would do it. Yeah. Just to seal the deal. Okay. We're dead. Okay. So, so we don't, you know, single any religion out. We'll just say when we die, we go before death himself. Don't be afraid to say God. I don't. I'm not. I was no, going to say I think the he means the, I anybody. think he means the devil. The pearly gates. Oh, so we're at the gates. Yes. Sweet. And St. Peter or whoever goes, you must pick one person to battle me in a physical feat, one person to battle me in a trivia contest, and a third one to debate me. If all three of you win, you get in. No questions asked. Who do you vote for what? Oh, that's oh, easy. That's easy. Flager is a debate. Yeah. I'm the trivia, yeah. and you're the physical. Yeah, so we're not getting in because you'll get your ass whooped, but we'll hold up our end of the bargain. Yeah, that one was easy with the three of us. All right. I that... think we're very distinct there. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate the physical part, and yeah. sorry we're all going to hell. Well, it's I mean, just that yeah. we're so pathetic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was by, it was by We default. have no faith in you winning. <laughs> but I, I could spend two hours arguing with a clock. I don't yeah. give a shit. And, nice. And, so, he knows all kind of dumb old stuff. So uh, that was actually user submitted. Well, we a have listener. a we have a listener. We do have a listener that submitted that question that, that participates. Yep. Yes, yep. I like that. Did he Thank send you. A, did he send an email in? Yeah, it was into Finkelstein, Finkelstein is having intercourse with Greg. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that at hotmail.com. Oh, you know what? It came into fin- Finkelstein and Greg Docking sixty nine at. Oh, a tiny URL because the other one was too long. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that's a smart fine. move. That's but good. thank you for participating. That was good producing that. Please vote on podcastmagazine.com. Yeah, do that. So Give can we get out of here? One. I haven't no, had any we're not done yet. yet, right? Wait, we're not done? Why are you looking at him? Well, I don't know. I thought he had more Finkelstein fun. No, that was it. That was. Uh, oh, well, that was easy. Well, I think he, he wanted it to be a debate, but that one was too easy. Did I tell you about my near-death experience? Oh, it almost happened. I just assume that's every day <laughs> at this point. Well, anyway, I run into playing with um, house money since the Nixon in, administration. I went to uh, St. Peter, night. you know, and he says, you know, you know, Rick, you know, we're well, this is gonna be an old man joke. I'm we're, excited. We're, we're glad to see you, <laughs> but we're not ready for time. you yet. You know, and I said, really? He says, yeah, we're gonna send you back down. I said, well, you know, okay, because it's really nice. I mean, it's pretty. And uh, he says, uh, well, let me show you around before I send you back. I said, well, that's great. So we go around. We look. I mean, it's it's magnificent. I can't wait. So anyway, we're getting to the last room there. And he says, we'll take a shortcut through this hall. 
So we go through this hallway, you know, and I mean, it's long, and, it, and it's lined on both sides with clocks, you know. And I said, man, this is, this is wild, man. There's a lot of clocks, you know. I said, what are all these clocks for? He says, well, he says they, they measure things, you know. And I said, well, what do they measure? Time. And he says, oh, well, when every, when every male has a clock in this hall, he says, and every time that one of them masturbates, the <laughs> clock goes around once. Okay. I said, no kidding. I said, man, that, that's amazing. You'd see one go around every now and again, you know. And I said, well, man, I said, uh, where's Rick Fliggers? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> he goes, oh, we use that for a fan in the office. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. I like that. I like that. And it was nothing we even had to bleep out. No, no. <laughs> I thought for sure we were going to become victims and of cancer culture. And that's the show, torture. guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. Have a good one. All right. Let's get out yeah, of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I need to go get get me some food. So, uh, oh, he threw me off. We usually play that at the beginning. That's yeah, I like it. No, like I like it. I like I the switch too. up. I like I it. Just, but I just instinctively, because I'm like a goat, I was just waiting for the, the voiceover that's, to start. that's what we do. Yeah. We're goats. But, <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us, and thanks for voting us number seven, podcastmagazine.com. So keep voting. Try to get us to one. We appreciate it. No, 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 no. We don't want one. Nah, it's too much pressure. Way too yeah. much. Top out at four. Four. Yeah. <sighs> at Chaos and Disorder Pod on the tweeters. Chaos and – or no, at – what the hell's a tweeter? Chaos, chaos and in dis- disorder. Chaos and disorder pod on the Facebook, AsylumFantasySports.com for all the show archives. Are you two dummies actually going to do it next week? I'm not going to be here. I will be. Because uh, I'm going to get all high on Larry's Lemonade and I want to call in. You're, oh, you're going to be on vacation too. Oh. So I guess yep. there's no oh, so show you're next gone. week. Yeah, I mean, he gone. Oh, okay. It's well. sabbatical season. Huh. So no show next week. I'll bring plenty of Larry's back and maybe the week... Is I'll be gone. Then you'll be I gone. got surgery on the 20th. So it'll be the Finkelstein and Flieger hour coming up in two weeks. So enjoy the break, and uh, I don't know, who cares? Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Hey, what's the email address again? It is, uh, let me make Chaos sure I have it right here. Pod at gmail.com Finkelstein. or asylumfootball at gmail.com. Right, right. Don't let is- him fool you. <laughs> don't fall for impersonations. Is having intercourse with Greg. Not that there's anything wrong with that at Hotmail.com. Well done. (laughs) Did you say see ya? I don't remember. I said take care. Is that good enough for you? Yeah, that's what I need. You guys want to talk about China and Russia colonizing the moon? (laughs) I, I don't. That's a shame. We'll save that for the political podcast. Coming up. I had a good political rant, too, for tonight. All right, folks, that's the show. (laughs) We appreciate your time. Hasta luego. Bye, horse. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.